It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. We're in for a grand night tonight. So smack one hand against the other if you will for the turn of turns return. The voice of a thousand stars. The girl with the greats queuing up in her gullet. And the one and the only little voice, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thrice welcome to the film with three brains. It's Sam in San Francisco. And Sean in Chicago. And Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And today we are reviewing the 1998 film Little Voice. Um, I'm going to go into a brief uh, synopsis. LV Uh, for short. Yes. LV is a uh, very quiet... um, uh adult daughter of a very loudmouth obnoxious foul-mouthed <laughs> mother <laughs> <laughs> who manages to fill every space of silence with her own words uh, i was pretty amazed at how she could have a conversation with herself um anyway um and she is dating a scummy um i don't know what you would call him talent agent or talent scout who uh who um is is at their house one night and overhears lv up in up in her uh, room singing to uh uh the along with the greats like judy garland uh ella fitzgerald um perfectly like she imitates their their voices um and decides that this is his 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 big ticket to uh to riches and the uh, rest of the movie is him trying to get her on stage to get noticed and and to uh did he does he call her his golden ticket or something like that i think he Mm, maybe he Mm -hmm. might so anyway that's that's what it's about and um she, of course, being the reclusive, uh, quiet girl who is um, hasn't uh, gotten over the death of her father, um, isn't really along for the ride. So, yeah, that, that sum it up. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, I want to hear what Cohen has to say because he <laughs> never saw this before, which is just. <laughs> Awesome to me because I've seen it like ten times. <laughs> I can't believe you watched it ten times. <laughs> yeah, every few mo- every few years, I like to pull out this movie. I, I, I really I've seen it at least five. Yeah, you know, I just huh. there's something about it I like. It's just obviously if I'm gonna watch it again and again. Um, but let me hear your thoughts first. Uh, I mean, it was fine. excellent i will will say reviews over thank you everybody the opening scene with her i've i i found infuriating there's just something about her fucking face that reminded me of nell so much i I was just like oh my god (laughs) oh no and then like and then like the starry sort of uh effect came on and little voice the title came up and i said to my wife i said i'm gonna fucking hate this In which case, I feel great. <laughs> um, but I didn't, I didn't hate it. It's just that opening scene. It's just, it's just a look on her face. I, I just want. I couldn't stand it. I hated it. But it it, it got better after what that. What is the opening? I can't re- picture it. She's now. just like farting around her room with her records and shit, listening okay. to music. Oh but yeah, she and her has mom's the like all hung dumbest over and she's look like, on her face. Oh, yeah. She's like her mouth is open. She's mouth breathing and being weird, and you're just like, oh my god. And I'm rem- and I was reminded of every terrible example of an actor or actress playing some sort of like mentally challenged character, you know, uh, <laughs> Sam, I am and radio and Nell and, you know, it, and I was just like, Oh no, is it going to be like that? And it, it wasn't not really, it's just that opening scene. I was like, Oh no, it is. It's going to be awful, but it wasn't, it wasn't so bad. Um, it was, it, I thought it was fine. What's weird. What's strange to me. One Jane, uh, what's her name? Horrocks. Um, yeah. Like she's she's amazing, yeah. Clearly, mm-hmm. um, 
I've, you know, I never heard of this movie. Don't know. I'm not familiar with the stage play it's based on. Don't know her, although she was in Absolutely Fabulous, which I never really watched. Um, she's done a lot of voice work. What's odd to me is that how many awards this movie has won or been nominated for. Yeah. Because the whole time, like, well, all right. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's pretty good. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. But I would never call it award-winning, and I feel like Ewan McGregor was totally wasted. He didn't really have a whole lot to do. Yeah, he was kind of shoehorned in, it seemed like. Yeah, it didn't feel like he really needed to be there at all. Um, I don't know. It was fine. Um, Michael Caine's great, you know. He's great in everything he does, for the most part. He plays scummy good. Um, and, you know, I mean, really, you know, it's called Little Voice, but... Uh, her mom is the star of this, you know, I mean, she's in almost every scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And has like most of the lines. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> she's great. She's good. You know, I like her too. And her, I recognized, I recognized her friend, the sort of dumpy friend, you know, who Sadie. Doesn't speak. Sadie, who <laughs> I think is hilarious. She's, yeah, she's the, she's a, a bartender in Ted Lasso. At the local oh, pub where all the fans God, watch the, the games. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel so much better. A bit better. older, a bit thinner, less less sort of dowdy and weird. But yeah. 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 When her and Sadie dance in celebration, <laughs> she falls on the couch. It's like, <laughs> it's so perfect. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would have actually liked to have seen, um, you know, LV sing... A, a, like a couple more songs, you know? So, you know, when I was... And it was, felt it felt truncated in that regard, I guess. I don't know. I just... She's so good at it that I guess I just wanted to see more of it. Yeah. I yeah. suppose. I like, um, not to jump around too much, but toward the end when um, there's a lot of conflict with Michael Caine and she's just spouting off those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and... In you know in in character yeah. that that worked really well, yeah. Like I, feel, her, I, I, I think know? the for me the movie felt she she's her part was slightly underwritten. I would say I'd say the mom's part was overwritten. Her part was underwritten. Too much of the mom, not enough of her. At least in like the second half. Yeah. Because she's so amazing. I really I really wanted to see more. And however that would have worked, I don't know, you know, however they had to make that happen without sort of contradicting who the character is, I suppose. But yeah, I don't know. I think you have, you, you know, just describing her and, and Michael Caine, uh, Ray, Ray say like they're, I think that kind of pinpoints the problem for me is that you like them or you want to, you watch them and you're like, oh, this is, you know, they're very entertaining but ultimately they're the, they're the bad guys, you know? I mean, I think, you know, show business itself could be, you could be considered that a bad guy, but I mean, like they're pushing her, pushing, you mm -hmm. know, pushing her the entire time, but you enjoy, like you enjoy that. And, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of torn between like, well, you kind of want what they want, but it's not what she wants. It's not what she needs, yeah. you know? And that's the, the, it's the good and the bad of the whole of the whole thing, I think. Yeah, because it doesn't really. I don't. I don't know. I. 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 Um, this time around, I. You know. Um, realized it was based on a play, and it it seemed a lot more obvious. Mm -hmm. This. Um, sure. For but be, for better. I mean, it feels with, like a play when you're watching. It feels yeah. like a play. It remind you know it reminded me. I don't know why. Like it it only in sort of style. And the way it looked and sort of the tone of it all reminded me of the original um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Something, something about the film stock and, and England and in the 80s. I don't know. It's just the feel of it, the muted colors and the sort of graininess of it and the, the way it was shot. And, yeah. I don't know. That's what I kept thinking about while I was watching it. That's interesting. I was thinking about the full Monty a lot because that's yeah. a year earlier. Sure. Um, I had no, I was looking at that one. And I was like, wow, that made 200 some million oh, dollars. Yeah, that like, was huge. Huge. Yeah. And I, and I think this one 
could have done better if it if it wanted to. I don't think it wa- I think it was wanted to stay true to the play. And, and the yeah. play itself is called The Rise and Fall of Little Voice. Yeah. And of course that kind of gives it away because you know, spoilers if you know, if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, go go see it, come back to the review because we're going to spoil the crap out of this. <laughs> but there's definitely a fall. Like it's it's or it's like the never it's kind of a never was kind of thing. Yeah. It's like the I mean, I love the the whole you know, realization of of her talent and everyone loving it um but then of course everyone immediately goes flying off the handle and yeah. they got what's his bunny from london coming up and yeah you know it kind of goes to shit but i mean it's it's the it's the idea that there's there can be more than one right thing to do you know like just because she has this talent doesn't mean it should be exploited yeah and ultimately it's about her finding her voice uh i'm glad they didn't hammer that too hard but that's really what it was like he she actually you know toward the end actually shouts at her mother for the first time yeah that's important i uh i did not like that the sort of incarnation of her father that she keeps seeing is a black and white you know version (laughs) from the the photo (laughs) as if she didn't know him you know as if her only her only knowledge of him is from that photo when it's implied that that's not the case at all right i I really didn't like that that that, i couldn't stop it didn't it couldn't stop thinking about how much it irritated me when i was watching it like why (laughs) it doesn't make any sense it's like it's like like he was a force ghost (laughs) well still why is he in black and white and why is he always in that same sort of you know face forward uh pose of the of the picture the same sort of medium close-up of the picture. Like, I, I just hated it. Like, the I decision just that was because that that's all we know. Because we don't know anything about him other than he loved these records. Yeah. And he's got this picture. But she saw it. Say, say, she says, or someone says about how they he used to play all the records for her all the time. So yeah. it's not yeah. like he died and she was too young to remember him. And her only memory of him is this photo. That would make sense. That her in her mind's eye, that's the only way she knows him is this photo. But that's not what they say. So she would remember him as like a normal person in fucking color. <laughs> Whatever, you know, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. I found it really distracting. It's almost not I, to me, I, every time I saw it, all I could see was a, a director going, yeah, he'll, he'll be black and white, but everything else will be color. It's going to look so fucking cool. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> also, Jim, Broad, Jim Broadman is like a oily, gross person. Very effective. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and yes. Very much reminded me of uh, our, our double up with Time Bandits when he yeah. turns all sinister at, at the end as the game show host or whatever. You know. That's right. The map, please. <laughs> he's all like, I, every time he's like, "How are we all doing? All right." I, I oh, laughed yeah. every time he did it because <laughs> he, he kept going back jokes. to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was? Uh, what was? Oh, I was trying to remember him. <laughs> My wife's a redhead. No hair, just redhead. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I tried to be more critical watching it this time, and, mm-hmm. and so going going off a little of the things you said, I did notice it took an awful long time to set up who she is as far as her ability to sing. Like mm-hmm. you know, as you're saying, like. The, one of the reasons this film has has the accolades it did is that she sings all these parts herself. You know, mm-hmm. she's not like that in itself. To be able to imitate voices is is a real talent, and to you know sing imitation is also a real talent. And going back to the very beginning, you know, when she first goes up in her room and puts herself away, all she had to do was say a couple of those lines in character, so that you know, or one of them, or something, as she to herself in the room once she goes upstairs and closes the door to, you know, and her mom, after her mom yells at her to, to set up like, okay, she doesn't talk to her mom. She has the ability to speak, but not only she has the ability to speak, she has the ability to, you know, do this, have this talent. Like I, I felt like that would have, you know, set us up for, okay, what's going to happen next with it? You know, that it meant something. Yeah. Um, so that I, I agree with you. It, it took way too long to get to the point where, you know, cause you know, that's part or the main thing of, you know, that's the title of the movie. That's what it's about. Um, 
so yeah, that 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 I thought I I did not mind the black and white ghost dad wearing the same clothes. <laughs> it was like he's in there for if you add up all the scenes like one minute. Like I, I don't care that they didn't have a wardrobe change. Um, and of all the awards they were nominated for, none of them were for wardrobe. They were all for acting. Yeah, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. all Michael. Like, I mean, that's the thing that's that's cool about it is you got you got Michael Caine. Jane Horrocks and Brenda Blythen all be nominated for their acting. You know, yeah. th- th- the three main actors all, all getting nominations for, for BAFTA or, uh, you know, and other things, um, you know, Screen Actress Guild Awards, all these things, they, they all, they all got nominated, you know, multiple, yeah. you know, multiple places. Mm-hmm. So, and the mom got nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. And didn't and yeah and Michael Caine won won a Golden Globe for it yeah mm-hmm. so yeah all three of them were nominated for Golden Globes actually yeah does anyone remember her from Ab- Absolutely Fabulous I've never seen it um I just looked her up and saw she was in it she's Bubble yeah she's the daughter I mean I don't I I didn't place her but I was like oh Bubble yeah okay she reminded me the first time it, like when I was watching that opening scene and it's so infuriating me besides being annoyed um. I thought she looked um, sort of uh, strikingly like a uh, young Kate Blanchett. Yeah, she has and a her, similar her face. like her facial features. I feel like they could play sisters or something in a movie. Yeah, I agree with that. She was so she was the first person to do it on stage, which was uh, actually directed. The play was directed by Sam Mendes, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, that is interesting. Um, and then a few other people did it. And then when they did the movie, they brought her back. I imagine cause she was probably the best at it. And cause she was the first one to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I wonder, I'd be curious to see if anyone else could stack up to her, her performance. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if Sam Mendes was even considered, I mean, this came out a year before American beauty. So, which was really his first feature film. Yeah. I think it's too early for him. Yeah. They're probably after making beauty came out. They're probably like, "Fuck, <laughs> when we hire that guy." Jeez. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Well, I I thought about Full Monty because they seemed to want to get the town into the picture. They wanted to have a vibe of, um, you know, this coastal town and the pigeons. You know, mm-hmm. Ewan sure. I mean, they added some touches that that were nice, but I don't think they ultimately meant anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't about the place. It wasn't about, it wasn't even about the love story really. Um, yeah. I mean, I think somewhere it said that they really added, like they wrote more stuff for Michael Caine. Once they had Michael Caine, they're like, okay, well let's do, let's make this bigger. But Ian mm-hmm. McGregor, I don't think was even part of the story in the play. Right. If I read that correctly. So that really kind of changed. That's sort of like, I mean, I like that because I think it makes it, makes the end sort of more meaningful. Like, not only is she standing up to people, she also has this person who's similar and can relate to her. And she, you know, and she finally gets out of the house kind of thing. Um, but I wonder, yeah, I just, I'm just like, well, what the hell was the, what else was in the play? Just, maybe they just did more music. Oh yeah. I mean, I would know? assume the play's a musical, right? Um, I guess. Is it not? I mean, which means she probably sang a shitload of songs. <laughs> what thing? I mean, it's it says play. It doesn't say musical. Oh, but that's true. You're right. Hmm. But I think that's also, I mean, so uh, I think it's time for a little new vocab word. Um, <laughs> a while back, you introduced us to Deuteragonist, which is, you know, the second protagonist. Uh, and recently, I don't think it was part of this, but recently I came across... Uh, diegesis or the 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 narrative like the narrative being part the music being part of the of the uh the story you know the characters can hear as opposed to yeah i mean some musicals where they're just music break you know random sort of so is that does that refer are you referring to musicals where they sing their dialogue no i'm 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 saying that the musical the music can be diegetic or non-diegetic it can be um part of 
what is what the characters are experiencing, or it can be just for us, just oh, for the audience. Okay, okay. And and I think when we've talked about musicals before, that's what kind of bugs you about most mu- musicals is that they kind of just bust into song or sing their dialogue. Um, well, I some hate, of those well, I, hate touches. I hate when they sing their dialogue and it's not really it's not really a musical number so much. Like Rent is like that, and I goddamn hate it every excruciating second of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like all singing. You know, they're just like, I'm going to the store to buy some eggs and now I got to take a dump. You know, it, it, it's so annoying. I'd rather there's well, I, like, there's I just see this. like a normal just dialogue. There's characters speaking and then they bust into a musical number that is three to five minutes and then it ends and then they keep talking. Yeah. You know, like to me, that is far more digestible. Okay. So, so it's really about the, the dialogue for you. It's not just the incorporation of the music. I guess. Because, well, like if you go back to Beat Street, like that's all diegetic music. That's all right. part of what's going on. Right, right, right. So I prefer that for sure. But I feel like there's a third option here. There's like, there's that. And then there's music that propels the plot. And it's like, it's not real world shit at all. It's like fantasy where they just all of a sudden break into this thing. And then there's like a third version, which is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Which is like a combination or, or like even takes it even further. Like there's no pretense of reality at all. Not even in yeah. between the numbers. It's just all music shit. That makes no sense. You're just like, all right, you either buy it or you don't. Yeah. You either like it or you don't. You know, I don't like that. I don't this like is probably going to trigger you, but I, I <laughs> have started La La Land twice now and I ha- I can't get, uh, I can't I, seem to get into that. it. I, I didn't think you it. would, but I can't. <laughs> I always, I just find it interesting that like, they start with the traffic jam and then that's the musical number, like that's the that's a mu- that's a musical that's like yeah you know let's let's set up a scene and then we'll we'll have some I singing also, dancing right. In the I also don't of like I have a hard time watching any any movie where they cast people who cannot sing or dance as singer and dancers you know and I I don't really know how their performances are but I saw the fucking trailer and I was like cringing the whole time because they look so awkward. <laughs> like if you're gonna make a musical with people like if they can sing and dance fine but if they can't they fucking cast somebody else you know yeah I don't like that uh, yeah just, just you like, picture all these people that can sing and dance and, and right. can act and they're like oh <laughs> yeah I mean it's like part. it's like um, what's that movie with Tom Cruise with, with all the 80s music uh what the 80s oh, was yeah um, what was that called Rock of Ages it was, oh. a, it, was, it was a musical they made into a movie. Yeah. It's like, I get it. Tom Cruise is a huge star, and that's the whole point, but he can't sing. So don't cast him <laughs> in this role where he has to sing. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever watch La La Land. I don't know. I've seen it. Yeah. It's all right. Was, was, yeah. So I think part of its popularity is it's a Hollywood movie about Hollywood which yeah. they love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's my favorite subject. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, um, I, you know, uh, Ryan Gosling, though, does do some, he doesn't play the piano, but he does do some of the singing. Yeah. And I guess if you don't like the way he dances in the preview, mm-hmm. then don't bother watching it's it. It's like watching but, Dances with Stars. I mean, Right. You know, like, it doesn't matter how good he is. It's not good enough if you're making a musical. Yeah, I don't know. Unless it's a musical while people can't sing and dance. (laughs) (laughs) That makes perfect sense. Like her, like Jane Jane Horrocks, of course. Of course, you know, you cast her. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to in a movie like this. Obviously, you have to. You can't cast someone who can't pull it off. Otherwise, you know, there's no movie. But still, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm reading now. It's it, as a play. It's still they revived it again like June, 2018. So it's still it's still um, got some life in it. Yeah, I would I would definitely see it if I mean I'm not a you know I don't see a lot of stage stuff because mm-hmm. um, I'm a homebody and I'm cheap. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I would I would see this because I, I would, would love I would love to see I think how they do it. Yeah, you know without the the extra touches of the 
See, I, I, I like I like when there's I like when there's see I don't like musicals for the most part. There's I mean think I think we've well established this. Although uh, yeah, there are you've a few picked I, I, they, yet I've them, picked several musicals, musicals until now. Are, right. But I don't like I musicals definitely except. prefer you know, something like this, which isn't just it's not just a musical, there's more layers to it. There's something interesting about it than just people singing and dancing. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's part of like I, I like um Moulin Rouge. Right. Even mm-hmm, though yeah. Ewan McGregor is actually not a very good singer, but I like the oh, he's contemporary. Fine. I, he's fine. But I like the contemporary music that they sing and the way they adapt the lyrics or use the lyrics to tell their story. Like, I found that really interesting. My friend Jeff, who listens to this show. Hi, Jeff. Hates Moulin Rouge. And we argue about it often. <laughs> he hates it. Can't stand it. Uh. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. I, I because I, I've I never understand. defended a musical against yeah, someone that's who hates it in my life. <laughs> that is weird. But yeah, I think normally I'd be piling on. <laughs> <laughs> it's made for people that aren't necessarily musical fans. Yeah, which is good and bad because yeah, like when they throw in the their Nirvana song and the mm-hmm. like, it works and it doesn't work, and you're kind of like, it's it's just like you know, and it's really bright and flashy kind of. You yeah. know, production. The whole thing mm-hmm. is kind of like sure. supposed to wow you. He would call it a beautiful piece of shit. <laughs> or like uh, uh, J- John Leguizamo as a Tulsa track. Yeah, and he basically just talks like this. You know, he just doesn't. He doesn't have a French accent. He just. I mean, also, also, yeah. I'm you know, by citing Moulin Rouge, I'm totally negating everything I just said. Podcasting <laughs> people who can sing and dance in a musical. That's true. That is very true. Because they're like, they're fine. They're fine. They're okay. Yeah. But clearly they're not singer and dance. Yeah. So there are exceptions to my rule, obviously. Well, and I mentioned, I mentioned I last time, Jim. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, you got to. I was going to say, I think what you're saying is that if the story's good enough, if everything else is good enough, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that, that kind of goes, though, with, with anything, though. I mean, that's yeah. that's the thing is if. If they can make a story compelling enough that you're interested in, you you can forgive a whole bunch of other other things. But mm-hmm. if the story isn't there and it's just supposed to be this great singing and dancing, then you, you're of course you're going to be critical of it because right. that's they're not delivering anything else. So yeah, I, I mentioned last time that Jim Broadbent was in Moulin Rouge too, and. Mm-hmm. I don't think he doesn't do a lot of singing in Moulin Rouge, but in this, in Little Voice at the end, he gets on, you know, like they're trying to cover because she's not showing up and, <laughs> right. and he, and he actually sounded pretty good. Like he started singing. I'm like, oh, that's, that's it was almost like he started singing and he's like, oh wait, I gotta, I gotta sing a little worse. I gotta sound like crappy. <laughs> yeah. Cause he can't sing. I mean, better than Michael Caine can't really sing, but that, I liked his, his thing too, because it was so, <laughs> so awful. You know, you're just like, yeah. oh, <laughs> and he's cussing everybody out and just slobbering all over the stage and yeah, I was crash and burn. You know, I mean I I think that's yeah, the whole come up part is again, I I can't get my head around it. Like I really oh, what I remember <laughs> this movie has gotten me twice. Both times I saw it. The first time I saw it, I thought, okay, she's gonna pull it off. Like, this is gonna work. <laughs> You know, like you really, mm-hmm. you know, you don't think like maybe, sh- maybe just enough to get out of the house and, you know, have and go on to do something um, like that you, it would lead to something. I mean, I didn't really care if Ray say gets his money or, or any of that stuff, but you right. did think, well, yeah, I mean, she's, she's got talent, you know, in the, in the same way that people love to watch uh, American Idol or when it was on in, in the voice and shit like that. Like they mm-hmm. love undiscovered talent. People, mm-hmm. we just love that. And so that's the part that you're like, oh yeah, you know, and then <laughs> when the when the turn happened, when things start going south, I'm like, huh, I forgot, I I didn't think that would happen. And then I watched it again, and I I totally fell for it again. I did not think it was gonna turn <laughs> turn go south so bad, you know. Like, <laughs> and I was, it, it made me chuckle. Like, why did? Because I'm then I'm like, well, why did I want her to succeed so bad? I mean, and I, and I think it's that underlying feeling of like you just you know you want people with talent to succeed mm-hmm. sure well that's what i think is interesting about this movie is that it has the happy ending isn't the happy ending that you would think it should be in you know right it, it's happy for her yeah right 
not conventionally yeah. right successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think it's 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 an interesting glimpse into like I don't know a glimpse, but it it somehow relates to real life and that every now and then you see someone you know like you know someone who can who's you, know, you hear someone singing along to a song and you're like holy cow this person has a really good voice like this mm-hmm. person like they really understand or have a, a talent that you know but they're that's not their job or anything like that and it's mm-hmm. just and so it's it's interesting to see like like to me it's like like they made and they clearly is the movie evolved they you know they made ray say and her mom the bad guys you know yeah. even yeah. if at the beginning they might have been good guys or yeah. maybe not necessarily but but it was interesting to like because everybody else in the world they're i shouldn't say everybody but for most people like even though he's a scummy talent agent for most people would be like a talent agent wants me to go perform like that would be the most exciting thing like so i, I like yeah. the i like that it's not for her i like i, I like where you know the direction it takes it yeah. doesn't fall into the the plot line like disney would not make this movie you know this this, this is a miramax movie you know it would <laughs> not end this way if it were disney right <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I love that he put he's all in on it um because he, because he, you know, it kind of shows both sides of him. He's like, he's been waiting for this moment, but of course he, he kind of blows it himself because he's, he pushes too hard and he goes into hockey, you know, does all this stuff. But I mean, he does create, like he gets that band together, mm-hmm. puts the, puts that show together that makes it viable, that makes it work. Yeah. And so you're kind of like, oh, well he, he really is, you know, he's sticking his ne- neck up for, for her. So you, so you're sympathetic. You're like, oh. And I think like Roger Ebert said something about like, well, then he gets mean at the end for no reason. I'm like, well, no, it's not for no reason. It's because it was always there. Like he was, he was, he was shielding them from his real personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, obviously with her, he was using her the whole time as the mother. He was using the mother, um, Mari, I guess. Uh, but he was also like, just not, he was just dishonest about, I mean, he's just a, he's a wheeler and dealer kind of guy. Right, but he's but yeah. he's still small time. He thinks he thinks it's his ticket, so he goes all in. Um, and yeah, and ultimately, like even if it had come off, what what's you know he would have paid off his debts, and then and then what? Like then it's the next thing, you know. Like he would still yeah. he would probably mess it up again, mm-hmm. just right. because that's that's who he is. Right. He's not all he's cracked up to be. It's like watching uncut gems. Yeah, not quite is gut wrenching. <laughs> not quite, but similar. But it does have some some gut wrenching things. But at the same time, it's uh, yeah, like it, it's when you know that he's all in, then of course you're like, okay, that there are some serious stakes here. Like it's not like, oh, we'll see if they want to go to open mic and you know perform or not. It's like, right. hey, this guy's this guy's got it, his butt on the line. And then of course right. it makes it makes it you know like, I mean when did you ever think you're going to see Michael Caine up on stage singing a song <laughs> that his career's over? I don't know. To me, it's just like, I think that part's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I do like that. <laughs> yeah. But it, it couldn't have, you know, without him being all in, without the full stakes, it could have never got to that point where he's, yeah. you know, half drunk, totally ticked off and, you know, just realizes like, he's it. That's it. Like, Game and he's also man. he's also about to get busted up by some loan sharks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that the uh, that the 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 fat what is it the five five fat is that what it five was? fat yeah? <laughs> do you think that had anything to do with the full Monty? Because the full Monty was like a year before that. Maybe. <laughs> or that, well, wasn't that song they didn't from the full Wumba? Monty? It wasn't. I don't think so. Tub thumping? I don't think tub Was that the full monty? No, no hot chocolate and I th- uh, you know there's. I th- there is wasn't actually it in a movie. Besides Tom Jones, this one, Tom Jones is in both. I think. Um, although, not significantly. But I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. But I, mean, I think it's just to show that he, that Mr. Boo 
is also small time and he's yeah got, he's got strip stripper acts i guess they were supposed to be a stripper act i guess that's why it made me think, made me think of full monty but it was just i think it was more, more just to show that he was <laughs> small time <laughs> yeah i thought it was in a different movie before this movie but maybe not probably the top vitamin yeah well home alone three there we go mm. oh we are days away from another home alone rearing its head yeah what is the deal yeah. with that is it is it it's a remake it's a reboot no i don't think, I think so i saw isn't? a trailer yeah i think it's a total reboot and i think it's i swear it's a um you guys seen jojo rabbit no yeah i like it a lot yeah i do too uh you know the the really funny kid with glasses yeah i, sw- I swear he's like the the uh colin mccall Culkin. like why am i messing up his name anyway i think he's the macaulay kid Culkin. I macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> i don't macaulay think it's a, i don't think it's a true reboot i think it's just a another like a i don't know if you can call it a sequel even just you know, I mean, they, they after Home Alone two, they made what three and four or something. I don't know. They did. I thought. Yeah, yeah there was at least oh. one or two more in there. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what you call something like this. Like, it's not really a remake because the characters all have different names and the storyline is slightly different. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, anyway, I just thought it was interesting cast. If that is the same kid from Jojo Rabbit. So he's so he's a, you know he's a British yeah he's actor. he's Yorkie and Georgia Jojo Rabbit okay he's, it's the same kid yeah same so Archie Yates that's the only thing that's I'm mild really not at all but tiny bit curious about like what is he doing in America because I think the rest of the cast is all American um well whatever <laughs> none of us are gonna see it I don't think no <laughs> I might I just will out say of sheer that- curiosity. The Morbid. Jojo Rabbit is a quirky movie like this movie. And um, yeah, if you're looking for something that's from 2019 instead of 1998, that is one of my recommendations from that year. Yeah. As far as quirky, unheard of movies. I think it's really funny, too. I, I mean, I know it's not supposed to be... You're not supposed to say... Uh, oh. A movie about the Holocaust is funny. I mean, uh, we, we've covered that. We've covered that before. <laughs> and I said but it's, it's okay. truly funny. Like, Taika Waititi doing Hitler is hilarious. <laughs> and, and I, yeah, in this little voice, I was laughing a lot. I, I forgot yeah, I how funny too. I found it. I had to put on the subtitles and go back yeah. because sometimes oh, yeah, the mom is so fast talking with her slang too. Yeah. You know? The slang is, is sometimes hard. Uh, there was a point I, I said to my wife, I said, what fucking language are they speaking? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. What are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> she's just so quick. You know, she's like, you know, you, you, you catch one word here and you miss another one. And all of a sudden you're like, what? Championship what? And he's mm-hmm. like. Well, a championship night. <laughs> Ray say. Ray bloody say. Yeah. She's funny. The Wikipedia said that the accents were more Lancashire, and that's on, like, the northwest coast, and this is North Scarborough's, like, northeast coast. But I, I can't pick that out. I mean, all, I, all I know is it's northern. Michael Caine is a, is still has his London accent. Yeah. But he's not. But yes. he's supposed to be from London, so it works. It all works. I don't know about Ian McGregor. I mean, you, you know, he's pretty good at hiding his Scottish accent, no matter yeah. what he does. So it doesn't really matter. And then his buddy with the at British Telephone, like that. I didn't recognize him, but he he was. Um, I don't know George. I guess I guess it was. They must have written that just so they could introduce their meeting or something you know like it starts with the the phone being out and they have to show up and fix the phone and and she, yeah mari's doing all the talking <laughs> and no one else is really saying anything. well his friend is talking to her and but yeah i mean it's like oh i guess he had to say his his reading materials he had to he had to show yeah his his worldliness <laughs> like this is how you this is how you wow your customer if you're interested in and you know, and 
dating someone like you're gonna and then he steals his uh you know steals his little spiel i like that i like that i like that they have ewan mcgregor be as kind of oddball socially awkward as her like it then it makes sense that he would be interested in her yeah you know I, I, I don't know. I like that part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. He's, Mr. I also like that when he's, what? He's, he's in the pigeons and he's trying to, he's trying to yell up at the window to her. And then he gets totally distracted because he sees Dwayne, his pigeon on the, <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. He's like, Oh, forget the girl, my pigeon. <laughs> I was like, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And his buddy George is like, I saw your bird at the, you know, he's like, huh? He's like, no, not you, not Dwayne. <laughs> the last, you know, like, huh? So yeah, that guy was in my week with Marilyn. If you mm-hmm. if you guys saw that uh, movie from uh, Eddie Raymond, Red, I mean Redmayne uh, movie know. from uh, I don't know, was it eight years ago or so, ten years ago? Kenneth Branagh. Um, it's decent. Anyway, he's in there. Nice. It's about a nice. <laughs> so they made a TV show out of this too. What is it? Is I it? I think inspired by this though. It sounded very. I looked it up and it sounded very, very different. Oh, is it just use the name? I think so. Because oh, oh yeah, no, that yes. It's not at all. I I actually did my homework on this. I I watched like the first fifteen minutes of that. It's um, it's, it's just it's, the same. J.J. Abrams is involved. It, yeah, it has nothing to do with this movie, because it's um, it's some twenty year old in New York, and she's tr- she's find, trying to find her the little voice inside of her, and, and it's and it starts like the first, I think the first shot is like her singing, like kind of tootling on uh, I don't know if it's guitar or piano whatever she's kind of singing you know writing some lyrics and then she's in a practice space and meets this guy in the next practice space because he borrows an extension cord and I was ready to puke after about like three minutes I was like oh what (laughs) what God's name is this so I I I can't I I I got as far as you know okay this is definitely not related to the movie so I can just write it off completely (laughs) which I have Oh, and it, I do know that it's the first Apple Plus show to be canceled after one season. Oh, so, <laughs> shucks. Hope you didn't like it. All mm. right. Well, I'm just going to go on a limb and say that there's no reason to remake this movie. No. Even if you found, like, the perfect actress, you know, and you... What if... Could you do, like, an American version? Mm-hmm. Can you picture an American version? Yeah, you know, problem is, is that you've got three people who all did such a great job acting that you're not going to find three people that all do it again, and so you'd have to do it'd have to be a very different story. Yeah, like maybe it'd be Frank Caliendo is the is the main. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think it's also gets harder to to revisit because of technology, because, you know, in its setting, there really isn't much, uh, you know, people don't have phones to record. I mean, I think there was, I think he, somebody in the club holds up a phone and he's, and he's like, yeah, yeah. So someone else can listen, but mm-hmm. that's the extent of it. Like that's their, their network of people. It's like word of mouth. Like these days it's, you know, the internet that there's, mm-hmm. we're all connected so somebody like this could be discovered much faster. Right. Or so maybe someone will decide to remake it and like do a gender swap and think somehow that's inherently interesting. <laughs> oh, but it's not a woman. It's a man. You know, all right. It's a man, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. A man. <laughs> I actually have a friend who's a very good, um, what would you call it? He, he is a master of imitating other singers at karaoke. He's so good at it. The last time I was at a karaoke night with him was some couple of years ago. Now he did "Free Your Mind" by In Vogue, and it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. He did all three voices. Well, not exactly. At once. 
but <laughs> he's just a he's just sort of person that every time he sings a song, he sounds like the person who originally sang it. I hear that a lot too. I mean, he used to be in a band, <laughs> and he sang in the band, and, but yeah, you know, so he's got he's got a good voice. He's just uh, he's a good mimic in that regard. So, yeah. Devin, if you're listening, you should star in a remake of Little Voice. There you go. <laughs> The seed is planted. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think the idea, aside from the black and white dad, the idea <laughs> of her being obsessed with these records because it's all she has of her her past father mm-hmm. is really interesting. You know, that's yeah. kind of the seed of that's the whole point of this. And if you don't have that, you don't really none of it else. Not much else really matters. Yeah. Because that's her that's her attachment to the music. It's not she doesn't want to be on stage. You know, she just unless unless you remake it and go full Nell, where she's raised in a cabin in the woods, and she only all she, she only has, has the records. Phonograph. All she has, she she raises herself. She's raised by wolves. <laughs> she and learns to speak player. by listening. Yeah, in a in a phonograph, she learns to speak by listening to old records. We're on to something here. Yeah, it's it's sounding kind of like the aliens in the, uh, the that horrible. 1980s uh, movie with, with the kids who get go to space and meet the aliens who can only talk about explorers. Like, yes, thank you. you can only that's a that's a masterpiece. <laughs> God, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a concept. Like as you're like, because you've heard it. Like, oh, what if all aliens knew of us is what they received from television waves, you know, radio waves. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay, great. But you don't have to do it for <laughs> a half hour. Great in theory, but in practice, nope. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yes, Sam, you were pretty young when you saw this then. Not super young. I, I but... was pretty and young. Yes, that's exactly what I was saying. Now I'm old and ugly. <laughs> um. Yeah. But what, I mean, what would be an appropriate age for this? Or would 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 kids I mean, even I, care about this movie? I don't no. know. I mean, I think if, you, you don't think so? You don't think like, I don't well, know. Music. I, I, I feel like you gotta. I can see teenagers being amused by it. Not every yeah. teenager, but I, I don't know. I mean, but if you're not familiar with, with, if you're not familiar with Judy Garland or Ellen Fitzgerald, like, is it going to really resonate at all that well, she sounds the, just like them? Well, that's the thing is I think you have to, you have to know, you know, you have to know who those people are. Well, they could, if if they were to remake it, I bet you anything, someone would update it and they would use far more contemporary music, mm-hmm. maybe classic rock, maybe, I don't know, you know, Janis Joplin or I don't know, maybe like Fleetwood Mac or I don't know, Ooh, fuck, uh, you know, something yeah. like that. Although not as well known or not as like iconic perhaps, but. A little more relevant or accessible. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. No one's going to remake this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not going to happen. All right. Well, All right. fine. Then watch this. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, watch this. Hmm? You're saying screw remaking it. Just watch this one. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to. Sure. Yeah, uh, I th- I think it is dependent on the old music because if it wasn't these old like when she says um when she's starting to lose it and she's like uh I wish I wouldn't get the you know fuzzy end of the lollipop, you know, I was like, Oh, that's from you know, some like it hot. You know, like if you don't know some of these references Yeah. Um well, that's what I'm saying. Like Yeah, it doesn't really mean much to you. Right, a young a young contemporary audience today wouldn't care or or understand or recognize any of it. I would imagine. Yeah, in some in some ways, it still stands on its own. But you're, I agree. You do, it's nice to know the references. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what do we do next? Oh, it's funny you should ask, <laughs> especially. We're yes. going to do Explorers. 
No. <laughs> Please, God, no. He's, I'm he's kidding. Be kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of a way to, to give a hint without giving it away, but uh, it's a, 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 19, a, a film from 1980. It's comedy. Um, Arthur? No. <laughs> That's pretty pretty spot on, though. Uh, starring three women. Okay. Uh, Nine one. to five? Oh, yeah, there it is. That's it. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I yes, guess that's yes, the only yes. film from the early 80s with starring three women. <laughs> we, yeah. Um, I haven't seen it since it came out, but I have fond memories, and so I'm curious how it holds up. Wait, you saw it in 1980 and you have fond memories of it? <laughs> no, I, I haven't seen it since, probably not when it came out, but sometime, yeah. at some point in the so 80s we rented it. In, on VHS. As oh, a like child. I remember Dabney Coleman getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being very funny. I'm curious if it still is funny. If it ever oh. was funny. I'm curious, too, because I don't remember it. And I like Dolly Parton. Yeah. Her, her music, her, her, her movie track record is not that great. Still Magnolia is not, uh, notwithstanding. Cool. Of course, I'm thinking of Rhinestone. <laughs> Yes, you're always thinking of rainstorm. <laughs> always, I'm not. So yeah. yeah, nine to five. I don't know. Uh, oh, I meant to. Hang on. I'll, what a way to make a living. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, is it available? Oh, that's odd. Type in nine to five and real good, and it doesn't come up. Uh oh. Hmm. That can't be right. That's that's weird. There's five movies that have nine to five in the title, and none of them are this one. Well, I'm glad we're doing another one. This is not our swan song, because we're really hitting the high notes in this episode. Oh, boy. Ooh. Oh, I had to spell yes. it out. We're hitting the heights. Uh, we're topping ourselves <laughs> once again. <laughs> Yeah. It's the best episode we've ever done, is what I'm saying. Oh, oh, of course. Okay. Clearly. I don't even know why we keep saying it. It's so obvious. <laughs> Just to remind people <laughs> that we're paying attention to ourselves. Here. Just in case you hated this episode, we're here to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> it's the best one we've ever done. Well, well they must have really hated previous episodes to just hate this one. Well, right. Even if you despise <laughs> this episode, chances are we're going to top it next time. Yeah, we're probably going to top it next time. So yeah. tune in next time. Nowhere to go but up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's not available. As far no, as it's only for rent. You it's going to cost it. you three dollars and ninety nine cents. Seconds. Uh, what? I can handle that? I guess. I suppose. Okay. All right. Well, that's a wrap. I wish Tonight. I had uh, some kind of clip from Little Voice, but I, I, I'm spent. I'm signing off like Sam tonight. I'm done. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. What? You never had a shag in the back of a Chevy?